This is Elwood's personal development show. Keep breath free. Welcome. LinkedIn is an extremely powerful tool. You can turn your LinkedIn profile into a lead magnet. You can pick the LinkedIn connection strategy that will bring you top results. But you have to go after the correct metrics. We are going to talk about all that in this episode. Daniel Alvin is the author of Build a LinkedIn Profile for Business Success. He has been on LinkedIn since February 2004. Yeah, you hear that right, 2004. And he has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and consultants grow their business. After training thousands of people on LinkedIn, Daniel developed a simple method that can help leaders reach their objective without cold connecting, paying for a premium account, advertising, or trying to become someone else. Are you a LinkedIn user? Even though you are locked, I'm pretty sure you will jump on the bandwagon after listening to, to this episode. It's simply because LinkedIn is extremely powerful for your business. Without further ado, let's navigate the LinkedIn world with Daniel Alvin. Hey, Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on the. Yep,、uh, I'm really looking forward to this.、Uh, to kick off this session, I think.、Uh, This question is the best way to kick off this question. What made you get into the game of LinkedIn in early two thousand four? How was LinkedIn back then? Because it was only a few months old, and you have a proven history、uh, in your career. You are a trainer. You are very professional in business development. You are professional in training and business intelligence. So, what made you get into this game of we call it LinkedIn in early two thousand four? <laughs> Thank you very much. It was a great intro.、Um, I didn't know what LinkedIn would become, to tell you the truth.、Mm. But at one point, LinkedIn helped me、uh, slash my sales cycle by thirty percent. That was in two thousand and six. Prior to LinkedIn,、um, we needed to make a lot of phone calls in order to know who's the right person in the organization we need to sell to. Or by when you were VP of Sales in Uderson, yes, yeah, okay,、yes. mm. and 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 for the first time, I knew what was the name of the person I needed to reach out to, and that helped me、uh, close more sales and beat my quota. And then、mm-hmm. I decided to to dig a a bit deeper into this. And since you hit record, a hundred people have joined LinkedIn each second. Zero two people sign up. It, it's amazing.、Mm. So basically, it solved your problem as a business development representative. Yes, and and networking, I think, is is the the best way to look at it. Networking for business, for your career, for whatever、uh, professional activities you have, LinkedIn enables you to refl- to、uh, grow your network and to connect with people you know.、Mm. And if your business is based around referrals. Okay, if you、uh, um, if you have uh, uh, an SME marketplace and and people mention it and and say you need to check that out, then、mm-hmm. people come pre-sold and they're warm leads and they tend to to be better clients. Got it. So basically, you got result from LinkedIn to achieve what you want. At which point in time that you think, ah,、oh, I need to spin up DanielAlvin.com. To help other people to generate business with LinkedIn, it was a gradual process.、Mm. Um, back back then, I was running networking workshops. Ah,、mm. 
and um, maybe around 2007, at the end of the networking workshops, I would uh, spend five minutes to, to tell people about an, this new thing called LinkedIn. <laughs> and then at one point it became 50-50 uh, and then I split it and decided to focus on, on LinkedIn. It's a, it's a professional network, as you know, it's more conservative, it's more uh, B2B. You don't have to uh, uh, upload uh, photos of uh, lasagna uh, every day. And, and I found it uh, more aligned with my style. Mm -hmm. Got it. So along, along the way, you help so many people to get results like you did. Uh, can you talk about some of the clients you have helped, like business owners you have helped ever since? Mm, it would be nice if you can talk about some examples with some before and after comparison, how did they go their business? Uh, yeah, things like that. Well, cool. Um, it starts with a business, really. It doesn't have to start with LinkedIn. In other words, we would chat and understand what does growth mean to you, just yeah. like you help clients. Because it we're here... I'm here to serve the business and LinkedIn is here is here to serve us entrepreneurs and not the other way around. We don't we don't need to serve LinkedIn. We need to understand how LinkedIn can help us. Yeah. Once we understand what growth means for you, mm -hmm. then we need to see how LinkedIn can drive traffic to the top of funnel of your uh, of your business and that's mm -hmm usually the best way to to approach it because the the conversion mm -hmm. is likelier to happen on arrowwong.com rather mm -hmm. than on your linkedin profile mm. it makes sense so if you think about the there the may maybe three points one is um your presence your presence on linkedin having a, a um, customer friendly profile Mm -hmm. The second layer would be your connection strategy. <clears throat> would you aim mm -hmm. for quality or quantity? Yeah. And the third <clears throat> would be about your content strategy. For example, mm -hmm. if you uh, can, can think about the content your ideal clients mm -hmm. are looking for and the questions they struggle with, mm -hmm. then providing that sort of content that is educational and oh. evergreen would work best to make people discover you and then go to your website and then become a paying customer or join a program or at least join your your mailing list which is huge and 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 start mm. from there got so basically it is like um, i were working in the marketing industry and then uh daniel you as a uh, LinkedIn trainer, you will come to me and uh, basically understand Errol uh, in a way that better than Errol does know about himself, about what he wants with the business, and then you craft uh, the strategy uh, in terms of content, in terms of the marketing interface, in terms of the sales funnel to help him uh, to achieve the business uh, outcome that he wants. So uh, you have built a very deep knowledge. It is a specific knowledge, one thing. Uh, 
actually, I uh, I have been a long time fans of LinkedIn and also a heavy user of LinkedIn too. But I'm not. I don't play around with it like uh in as long as you do. But at which point do you realize you have to write books for business owner? You have write books like how to build a LinkedIn profile for business success and ultimate guy and get them more from LinkedIn. Yeah, it is no easy fit. Why do you? Why this? <laughs> uh, thank you very much. The, the book. Um, at one point, I I wanted to. I didn't know what LinkedIn would become, and I, like you said, I was working with many many people, and and the questions are common, and and I wanted to build a system that would help people uh, work on their own and understand the importance of their profile for for the simple reason that. Can you guess what the number one activity on LinkedIn is? When LinkedIn says most LinkedIn users, LinkedIn has 850 million users. What is the number one activity for every LinkedIn member on earth? What do you, what do you think most people do on LinkedIn the most? Oh, interesting question. I've not ever thought about it. Uh, I'm just thinking about and basically, I check LinkedIn every single day. The first thing I go to LinkedIn in the morning is to look into notification to see if any of my uh, networks share any interesting things on my network. I think that's the uh, most, uh, that's the activity I, I've done, uh, I've always do. Excellent. So first of all, it's, it's the best way to start because when you see that uh, a connection of yours, especially an important connection, has updated something important, then you can be on top of it and, and strengthen your relationship with that person. Yeah. And in many cases, what, it, what I would recommend is not just send a boilerplate congrats or happy birthday because you would be number 55 to do it on that same day but if the person is important for you and if your relationship is important then you, what you could do is leverage this and actually leave linkedin and the biggest hey. secret arrow is to know when to leave linkedin so you linkedin notified you that jane doe has moved now and has been promoted to a new position so uh. you go to her profile and you see first of all has she started this position today because LinkedIn mm. only notifies you that she updated her profile today, but maybe mm. she started this six months ago. So mm. if she started this six months ago, it doesn't make sense to say congrats. You have to ask her, how have you been? I see that you started there six months ago. Can I be of help? Maybe she's mm. look, even looking for something else. Mm. And if, if it's a birthday, then just email her and say how you've been and, and strengthen, strengthen your relationship with, with her that would maybe take you an extra minute, mm. but 99% of people will either do nothing about this notification mm. or just hit a congrats or a meaningless thing. So when it's important, when it counts, I, I would advise you to strengthen your relationship, not necessarily on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the tool. Mm. So we thank LinkedIn for that notification. But if we're able to reach out to, the, to, to that person, when she remembers you and when she communicates with you, your business is likelier to grow.
Totally agree. I that's basically the way that I use LinkedIn most of the time to strengthen my relationship uh, with my. I would like to consider they are my friends, and that's the reason why I keep coming back to see their notification, what they are up to. And I think the only difference that I use LinkedIn uh, more than other social media platform is uh, uh, the professional way that it that the this platform is built. The information circulating in this platform is more meaningful to me, uh, and I will look deeper into the content my lab will share on this platform. I'm not saying Facebook or Instagram is not great platform or even a TikTok or whatever, but uh, most of the time, the information share on LinkedIn is more meaningful to me. Yeah. Excellent. I, I wanted to, to mention something we discussed earlier. The, the number one activity uh, LinkedIn users perform are visiting other people's profiles. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. And now Definitely. if you think of, about it on, on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, what drives us is usually the content. And we don't care that much about the profile of that person because what they produce is meaningful to us. And on LinkedIn, mm. it doesn't work like that. Our, our profile is way more important than stuff we share for many people. So before mm. you, you start even start sharing or considering sharing, you need to make sure that your profile looks good. Otherwise, it, it, would, it would be like I would own the top results for Erewhonk on, on Google. Mm -hmm. But when I go to the number one result, instead of seeing your website, I would see a page that, that's under construction. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You don't need to share and you don't need to uh, promote and you don't need to drive traffic to, to a website that's under construction. You first, you need to make it look appealing to your audience and then it makes sense to promote and then it mm. makes sense to share and then it makes sense to connect with more people. That's one of the reasons I decided to write a book. Got it. So basically you write a book for the work working mode for the people using LinkedIn. And what I'm talking about is the social mode before, but actually I use work mode a lot of time. I don't remember how many times I looked into your profile before this session uh, come on live. So yeah. Okay, we are in the right contest now. What are the right goals to set up a professional LinkedIn profile and what a lot? Excellent. Um, in order to, to, to do this, I would focus on, on the business metrics and not the LinkedIn metrics, in my, in, in my, uh, in my opinion. So you know, the business metrics that would grow your business mm -hmm. are could be revenues or downloads mm -hmm. or inquiries mm -hmm. or orders. And I don't think our listeners and our, your audience needs to focus on LinkedIn metrics, such as connections and views and followers and stuff like that. Why do I say that? Because at the end of the day, instead of saying, wow, I have a gazillion connections, you need to say, wow, I've now had a conversation with a new client and I'm for the next six months, I'm going to help them grow and they're going to pay me that amount. And if you achieve that with no connection on LinkedIn, it, it, you, it would better have a paying client than a meaningless connection. So mm. simply think about the business metrics that matters to you 
And for most business owners and for most entrepreneurs, there should be a top of funnel metric like traffic to the website, or if you have a webinar or if you have a mailing list, then what would make people, what is the easiest way for people to start engaging with you mm. and, and join your funnel? And if mm -hmm. your uh, list have say uh, 12,000 members and you haven't used LinkedIn at all to grow that list, but you start using LinkedIn and you see that every week, Arrow, you have now 300 new subscribers only thanks to things to, you do on LinkedIn. Then you know that at the end of the day, you have a thousand connections, a thousand subscribers a month, and you yes. can monetize it. Maybe in two months' time, maybe in six months' time, but you have a system that translates this into revenues. So the mm -hmm. metrics not be the, the LinkedIn metrics. The, the metrics, in my opinion, should be the business metrics. If your mm. business grows and LinkedIn supports that business, then we're good. If your LinkedIn activity grows, but your business is, uh, is not succeeding, then we're not doing something right. That is so basically, basically think of LinkedIn as the, uh, a means to the end uh as the top of the funnel to channel the meaningful traffic especially on your linkedin profile uh to convert them into whatever uh business metrics that you are focusing on time say like revenues orders downloads, subscribers whatever because different types of business have different types of focus um so let's focus on the medium is there any myth about LinkedIn you can share with our audience? Even though I have been using it for so long, I don't. I still, I'm still exploring this space because it is evolving over a very long period of time. You're absolutely right. It is. It is evolving and, and changing. Um, the top five myth, myths I would like to mention are profile versus page, quality versus quantity, website versus CV content versus advertising and time versus dollars. So profile versus company page. Mm. I would advise entrepreneurs to focus on their individual profile arrow and not on the company page because the company okay. page is not important on LinkedIn if you don't employ thousands of employees. So if you uh -huh. traded in the Hong Kong mm. Stock Exchange and if you have 5,000 employees, then your page becomes important. If you're a solopreneur, if your staff is five, 10 people, forget about the page, focus on your individual profiles because I can see that you follow very few companies on LinkedIn. But on the other mm. hand, as an individual, you have thousands of followers. Mm. And the proportion is the same for many LinkedIn users. They follow very few company pages, but they would have hundreds or thousands of individual followers or individual connections so forget about the page mm. even if you're you uh you're uh you started your own business and you are the business your profile on linkedin is the way you would generate leads from this is the first myth that um people need i i think people need to um, remember i totally agree i still remember the point that why i want to have a company page is uh I want to have that little no-go 
on my individual page. I have to make sure that appears on my individual page. That's why I need to have the community page, but I don't update the community page that often. Excellent. Exactly what you said is the exact reason. It would it, it could take you maybe 15 minutes to, to have the page. That's fine. But let, let me tell you this. On your page, the number of followers you have is a single digit. And on your individual profile, you have thousands. So instead of sharing through the company page, which no one will uh, will really see, you need to share through your company through your individual profiles, and people will connect with you as an individual. Another uh, um, difference is that if I were to follow your company page, you would have very little analytics. You would have no uh, access to my details. Where if we were connected on LinkedIn. And for most people, you would now have their email address for the first mm. time. It's like when you publish a book on Amazon and X people buy it, then the entity that holds the customer data is not Erewhon, it's Amazon. Yes. Mm. So you need to That's move them to your own system and that happens better through your individual profile. <laughs> Totally agree. And that's one point you just made that is uh, think of it like a website instead of CV. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because uh, when you mentioned that point, I just remember when I first created my LinkedIn account, I really take it as a, as a CV. And mm -hmm. but uh, somehow I know along the way, it, yeah, it is really like a website. I would like, I would like to know your perspective on this thank you very much so so i'll say this if the person who listens is a job seeker then they can think of their linkedin profile as an online cv but if your audience is entrepreneurs and business yeah. owners then what they should be interested in is not joining another company as an employee so their cv is less important it's less important for the reader to know whether the time you worked for a hundred product manager was May 218 or June uh, 2019. What is important for them is to convert. So what I suggest is to think of your LinkedIn profile as a website that needs mm. to convert your ideal reader. So let me suggest three quick questions. Number one, who's your ideal reader? So if you could pick one ideal reader on LinkedIn, who would that be? Hmm. For me, for now, uh, C-level executives uh, who uh, are looking, who are seeking uh, one-stop digital marketing solutions because that's uh, what my business is providing a creative value for them but uh maybe two or three years ago my ideal uh, customers when i was still an employee uh, mm -hmm. uh maybe potential employers for my profession uh any mm, technology uh product led companies yeah, yeah that, excellent so let let let's let's talk about both scenarios. Three years ago and and today. Three years ago, your ideal reader would be your next hiring manager. Okay, in a tech yeah. company, someone that could say, okay, what you what you know uh, is irrelevant for us. Let's schedule an interview. 
And today, the C-level executive that wants to grow their business is your ideal reader. So mm. focusing on that ideal reader is, is the first question I would ask. And the second question mm. is, if we were able to make those C-level executives visit your LinkedIn profile today, mm-hmm. what, act- what action would you like them to perform after they visit your LinkedIn profile? The ideal outcome for me is they get in touch with me either for LinkedIn or uh, should be an email to ask me about uh, how I can help their business to grow. Excellent. So if we focus about your um, call to action, what you'd like them to perform, what we can say now is this. Your ideal reader is a C-level executive who wants to uh, uh, improve their digital marketing and grow your biz- their, their business. The action you'd like them to perform is to reach out to you via LinkedIn or via email. And the last question, when someone visits your profile, when your, the C-level executive visits your profile, is it easy for them to perform that action? And I'm going to surprise you. It's not very easy for them to perform that action. Now, why is that? For yeah. example, because some people would look at your profile and see the, the things that you do and decide you're interesting for them. But the easiest action for them to do is simply to follow you on LinkedIn. Let's oh. get back to the business metrics. What you're interested in is a paying customer, someone who would inquire about maybe a, pro- a common project you could help them with. So when, you, when I click on your contact information, for example, mm-hmm. I can't see an email. That reduces the chances of me sending you an email. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I forget that. I will input it right after this session. <laughs> you, you haven't forgotten it. The truth is that LinkedIn has, has uh, um, made a, a, a setting that says anyone who's connected with you uh-huh. does see that email. But you don't have, you, uh, when you uh, think about your ideal C-level executive, you don't say uh, the ideal C-level executive that, that I'm a connection uh, uh, with on LinkedIn. You say any business leaders I can help. So it's very easy to do. When you, when you go on desktop, there's a, a top navigation bar. And on the top right, you should see a, a thumbnail of your uh, uh, profile photo. And if you click on that, you see settings and privacy. If you click on settings and private, privacy in the new page, the third from left would say visibility. And then the third would say who can see or download your email address. And instead of having first degree connections, you can change it to anyone on LinkedIn. Again, top navigation bar, thumbnail, settings and privacy, visibility, and who can see your email address. That action in 40 seconds or less enables people to perform the exact action you wanted them to perform. Mm. Number number one question, who's your ideal reader? Today, it's no mm-hmm. longer uh, an employer, it's a business leader. Mm-hmm. The action you'd like them to perform is to reach out to you. And what you can do is make it as easy for them, as frictionless as possible, to say, okay, I want to send you a message because if I email you and I say, I have a project, I'm not sure it's where it's the right fit, 
you're, you could explain and maybe we would end up working together. Huh. Mm. Interesting. And yeah, I ju I'm just making notes. <laughs> I have to make sure myself, I need to do it right after this session uh, to do cool. the, to, to configure it, to do the configuration. <laughs> <laughs> so just to end up uh, at this point, when you see, uh, um, when I look at your profile, I see uh, the word message. But what people have to understand is that most people will not able to message you on LinkedIn without becoming a paying member. And most LinkedIn users are not paying LinkedIn. So even mm -hmm. though you see the, the uh, icon where it says message, most people cannot message you. They see um, the, the word message and there's yeah. a small lock. And when they click, instead of reaching out to you, LinkedIn offers them to upgrade and pay. And at that point, most people will say, okay, I'm not sure. Maybe I need to do something else. Now I know why people need you because uh, they really need a third eye to look into their loophole uh, of this uh, funnel, uh, which LinkedIn. It's so important because sometimes uh, for a small trick in terms of conversion, it could maybe you could increase maybe 20 or even 30 or 40 percent. But one little trick, maybe just like you said, it is it takes you only 40 seconds to change that uh, configuration. Maybe you already have a very beautiful LinkedIn website as a profile, but you haven't done that. That's cool. So uh, I would like to ask you, uh, about a lie that you used to say, and it's for, it's for sure it's overweighted on LinkedIn. Why is that? Why do you say that? What, what could possibly be more important than it's for sure? Excellent. I'd like to bring two terms. One is exposure. That's what, what most um, many entrepreneurs and many business uh, owners are interested in. And the second is trust. Mm -hmm. And it boils down to your connection strategy. And by that, I mean mm. that you have to make a choice whether you want to have a quality network or a quantity network. And the sad truth is that most business owners don't want to make up their mind. They want to have both quality and quantity. So imagine that I'm a C-level business owner mm -hmm. and I'm uh, looking for someone to help me um, improve my digital marketing. And when I look at your profile, I see that we share one mutual connection. I was listening to an episode you had with uh, Zer Zhang about resilience. Mm -hmm. and, and she explained about the, the, the organizational resilience and, and, and it was fascinating for me to hear. So if I know her, then what I would do is reach out to her and say, I'm considering contacting Aero Wong to help us grow our business, Mercer or Miracle, whatever. Would you recommend me doing that? Mm -hmm. Imagine the best answer and the worst answer. The best answer would be, yes, I think you, you two need, need to speak because when I spoke with Aero, I understood what he's able to help your business with. Mm. And the worst answer is Aero who? Wong. Well, so when you, when you uh, aim for exposure, 
it means mm-hmm. you need to have 30,000 connections on LinkedIn for, for some people to drive traffic to, to your content. But you can have a quality network and that means that you're likelier to have referrals because when people ask about you, then yeah. the, uh, the person would recommend or help them get, get to you instead of saying, I have no idea, we, we connected on LinkedIn, but I, have, I can't really say whether it's worth working with you or not. So exposure, the, the mm. trick is that most people start with quality, think they need to get to quantity and grow their network without ever reaching a significant number. And that means they lose on both sides. Mm-hmm. They don't have 50,000 or 30,000 uh, connections or followers. So not, not many people will actually be exposed to their content. And on the other hand, They watered down or diluted the quality of their network, and when people ask about them, it's less likely to end up in a sale. Oh, interesting. Because for uh, my perspective, I always think quality should be over quantity. But sometimes, uh, from what you just said, uh, maybe you need to care a little bit about quantity too. Yeah, because of the game is designed in this way. <laughs> You're right. And, and another way to look at it is in, simply right. to ask yourself, am I mm-hmm. doing what's right or am I doing what's popular? <clears throat> yes, exactly. And sometimes what's right is connecting with people you know well, because that would give you referrals. And what's mm-hmm. popular is connecting with 2,000 people you don't know And at the end of the day, when I ask you, okay, so how have you translated those 2,000 connections into revenues? And the person would look at me and say, I haven't thought of that. <laughs> But that's the first thing we need to think about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Huh. Uh, I think the perfect way to wrap up this session is to ask you about uh, your, your freebie. Create a LinkedIn profile headline that sells. Uh, is this the entry level for business owners to master this game um, first and foremost? And what to expect down the road if someone wants to do the Daniel Alphon track of LinkedIn Mars? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Dee. Uh, um, we we yeah. discussed the importance of profile. And mm-hmm. in our profile, the most uh, expensive real estate is our headline. Our headline is, is glued to our name. So when I look you up, I see the now number one business podcast, also your business growth buddy. That is your headline. That is the way you crafted your headline instead of having owner Erewang LLC. Okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, the cheat sheet or the freebie or the giveaway is simply a, a, a way for people to craft a better headline that is more customer friendly because mm-hmm. our customers don't care about us. They only care about the ways we can help them grow their business. And simply by looking at your headline, it's more interesting for me than knowing that you're the owner of Erewang LLC. Because mm. if I'm interested in business or podcast or business growth, that would make me scroll, discover your content, and go further down to re- probably reach out to you 
and maybe have business with you. So this is the purpose of the uh, giveaway. Hmm. Uh, the reason why I asked you this question is uh, I just don't remember how many times I have changed that <laughs> and, uh, to make it resonate with my audiences <laughs> so that I want the same impact for my audiences. <laughs> And you've done excellent work because, and, and it's 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 uh, a good thing to ask ourselves every now and then, because it, it would once if you pivot your your uh, business in six months time, mm -hmm. and within digital marketing there'll be a new thing you would be more interested in, may, maybe podcasting, maybe something else. Then mm -hmm. when you tweak your headline, a lot more people will see this and become interested in the content that you share and maybe reaching out uh, to you. So you've done excellent work. And I haven't seen the, the previous headlines, but this one is excellent. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. Uh, yeah, to end this session, is there anything that uh, the listeners, you want the listeners to know? For me, I've already learn a lot it is really expensive <laughs> knowledge <laughs> i i got some uh to-do list after this this session already is there anything else you would like the audience to know cool um uh, uh, let me say this mm. i i think uh peace of chain and peace of mind is important so i don't want it to to sound too complicated what i would mm. suggest is for people to look at their profile and ask those three questions we asked and if they know who their ideal reader is and what action they would like them to perform, then simply look at it and say, what is the first step I need to do in order to make people perform that action? Maybe it would be changing the headline. Maybe it would be adding some text. Maybe it would be something else. Just start with a baby step and streamline it. And there are lots of resources on my website and the people can uh, can discover and and mm. don't don't take it too hard it doesn't have to be hard work got it thank you so much so basically uh be audience centric know what your ideal audience would like to know about you and then start with baby steps hey how do i make my profile more like a website not a cv if you would like to know more deep knowledge then head over to danielelphon.com to mm, gain specific knowledge like me thank you again daniel it is a very uh, i have many takeaways from these sessions thank you very much Eric. it's been a great great pleasure thank you very much